What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Mayo Media Network. This is Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bats presented by Prize Picks. I'm your host, Chris Meany. Thanks, as always, for taking the time to hang out. Ten games on the ice tonight. Lots of action in the NHL. I got Eric Young hanging by. We're going to break it all down. Take a look quickly at the Week 10 Fantasy Hockey Waiver Wire. Just three weeks left in head-to-head regular seasons. So basically playoffs from here on out and pretty much playoffs for a lot of teams in the NHL from here on out as we are now cruising into the second half of the season. First, before we get into some of the goods, let's talk about the prize picks play of the day. Check out prizepicks.com. Follow the link in the description for a 100% deposit match across all the sports that you love. Prize picks, you got college basketball, NBA, NHL, baseball around the corner as well. So, prize picks, a lot of fun. There's a few guys that definitely stand out to me Nathan McKinnon, 4.6 against Arizona. Kyle Connor, my guy. I know I feel like I talk about him a lot, but 3.1 against the Canucks. Let's start with Nathan McKinnon and what the avalanche have done over the past two weeks absolutely demolished teams they come in on a six-game winning streak since nate mckinnon returned to the lineup it was a game against arizona who he's playing tonight they outshot the coyotes 46 to 14 in that game mckinnon all he did in that first game was put 10 pucks on net 10 pucks on net 10 shots in a game mckinnon and it's exactly what the avs have done over their past six games five on five per 60 minutes the most shot attempts 69 per 60 minutes it's crazy shots number one 38 and the fewest allowed 21 goals for number three scoring chances for number one fewest allowed 17 34 scoring chances for per 60 minutes at five and five high danger chances number four and the second fewest allowed so they're not giving up anything and they're just putting a lot on net so i gotta go with mckinnon i would have taken landis i would have taken miko randon over take a look at prize picks later on in the day and see if some shot props pop up for those guys i would take them so mckinnon on this six game win streak for the Avs, five goals nine points and 26 shots. Again, look at what they've done over the past couple of games against teams. Minnesota outshot them 42-31, 55-19, Anaheim 34-22, LA 40-28, and LA again 45-18. So they've had their way with a lot of teams lately. Let's ride McKinnon over. And then Connor, all he needs is a goal with this prop at 3.1. That's all he needs. He's got 16 on the season, a goal and three points in his last game against the Canucks. Two games against Vancouver this season, he's finished with seven shots. So that alone is going to clear 3.1. And the Canucks have allowed the most shots, the most scoring chances, and the second most high danger chances. And they've taken a league high, 122 penalties. I know they play more games than everybody, but they've been shorthanded the most per game in the NHL as well. So that's a benefit for Kyle Connor. If you want an under, it's Ricard Raquel under 2.9 against the Wild. Eric Young, what up? Chris Meany, uh, we were talking about this before we got started. Uh, look at betting on hockey is insane. Uh, in my other world, uh, they, they coined me the world-class maniac and truly have to be a maniac to bet on hockey uh through the week I, I make sure to watch the show with you and cam to know that i'm not the craziest person on the show <laughs> yeah cam is uh cam's a hoot man he's a laugh he's awesome uh, I, yeah. I i think the picks went okay on friday we we discussed a, a few props and and whatnot but uh yeah he was on Matty, do you remember best he was on an upset he was on oh i think he got burned at the end I don't mean to bring he, that up. Uh, he, he was, was on, on the Rangers, and Washington came back at the very end. Yeah, wasn't he on SJ Sharkey as well? He was on SJ Sharkey. Shootout. Um, so, shootout. you know, it's not the yeah. worst. But Cam's no, blood's probably boiling because of the shootout. 
<laughs> He'll be back on Friday. You and I, Eric, we're going to run through the 10 games, but as per usual, just wanted to bring up the fantasy hockey waiver wire just uh, quickly. So there's 20 teams scheduled to play four games this week, and there's several back-to-backs. There's at least eight teams, I think, playing on Saturday and Sunday. So no shortage of back-to-backs. And, you know, again, if you're in a head-to-head league, you got to treat every week like it's – playoff time and somebody just asked me my strategy this week it would be for me in a head-to-head I would look at my opponent to see where he right where you rank up against him is he a guy that's going to give that's going to have a lot of hits and blocks do you need to adjust you just need to take a look at those busy days so 10 games today there's 11 on Thursday there's 11 on Saturday so you just need to look ahead at your schedule are you going to be playing guys on a Thursday and Saturday if not you swap them out for somebody playing six games on Tuesday five games on Friday, six on Wednesday, and seven on Sunday. Eric, every time I wake up, man, you, I always get a notification of you adding guys. Who have you added this morning? Uh, someone that I, I, I cannot believe I was looking this morning and how little he's owned, I think it's 7% in Yahoo League. And that's uh, It's uh, Jason Robertson from Dallas. I uh, watched him play the Preds last night. Preds won in a shootout. Uh, Jason Robertson is all over the ice. Uh, right now is a very important player for the Dallas stars and is getting it done in, in every category. So if he's not owned in your league and he's probably not since he's only 7% owned, go out there and, and look for him, man. He's getting it done. I like that call. And Dallas side, they have a ton of games to make up. I know Radulov yep. has been one of the most draw players looking this morning. If you can afford to stash him, I would do it. But yeah, like Ben, Dennis Garyanoff, uh, you know, the, the two defensemen in, Heiskanen and Klingberg potentially could be by lows. Dallas just really has a ton of games to make up. I think they played 28 and Vancouver's played about 35. So there's going to be a lot of four game weeks for the stars moving forward. They're on a four game week this week. So those days to attack, check out ftnfantasy.com. It's that free article. It's got the whole week mapped up and the next couple of weeks too. I've highlighted teams that have four games three straight weeks. There's a couple Buffalo is not one that you really want to have anything to do with, but Colorado, Yikes. Colorado, Don Scoy, Ryan Grave, Burakoski. These guys are heating up. Uh, the sharks have four game weeks, three days, three weeks in a row, the jets as well. So there's several options. And if you're looking just to attack the schedule, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, those odd days, the ducks and the Canadians are teams that play on those odd days. And then the Oilers and the flames and the jets also in there as well. Uh, the Blues, but they have two games next week. I wanted to talk about Drewen and Hannafin in a little bit, but um, we'll just we'll just save them. I don't think Calgary Calgary is uh, yeah they're on the schedule, so we'll just save them for then. But these are two guys that I've noticed have gotten a bit of a spike with the coaching change. But first, we'll start with the Buffalo Sabers. The Buffalo Sabers starting strong here. The Sabers and the Rangers. New York heavy favorites minus 225, 20 and 10 against the spread. The totals here, five and a half, 13, 13 and four New York. The Sabres, six, 19 and four plus 189, 10 and 19 against the spread. They've lost 13 straight hockey games. I think it's either you take the upset in Buffalo or you stay away. I don't know. That's my gut take here. What do you think, Eric? Yeah, I think that's the only thing that's worthwhile. Uh, but here's the thing that I'm not doing, and that's betting on Buffalo to win any hockey games. So it's a it's a wash for me. And no, like no way. I was someone was talking about it yesterday, and if you had bet on every Buffalo Sabres game, you would be like negative six thousand dollars in the hole. So oh if you're feeling wild and you want to bet on them to win, because look at the Rangers are not a good hockey team either. Um, they're in another level of bad uh, from the Buffalo Sabres, but I mean. It, to me, the Rangers should be good, and I'm not. I'm not betting on them to lose, especially when they're playing Buffalo. 
Well, nine of the 13 losses, you could have taken them against uh, whoever they played on the puck line, and you have gotten it. Um, Maddie, you said this morning before you came on that you were kind of feeling the Sabres, which, which is fine. It's, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm not feeling them to straight up win anymore. I'm feeling them on the puck line. Plus one or plus, yeah, one and a half there. I don't mind taking that. I just feel like the eye test says the Sabres aren't horrible offensively. I know they got blanked, and I know they're not having a good time putting up goals, but the high-danger chances for their 5-on-5 over the last three games. I mean, they had 11 a few nights ago when they got blanked by the uh, Capitals. They had 9 in their last game against the Bruins. It's just defensively, can they do, for lack of a better term, fuck all? And that's what we just need out of them. Um, But the Rangers are a different animal the more I think about it with Panarin back in the lineup. I'll uh, I'll pull a cam here and I'll take a dog here. I'll go plus one and a half to the Sabres. I don't know why. It's just one of those weird gut feelings. I don't have the stones to take them straight up on the money line, but I do have the stones to take them to cover the spread. I know everything says just to continue to maybe take opposing teams in the puck line. You get the Rangers puck line plus 108. Uh, to your point, not bad. Not to lose by two goals, minus 130. That That's not awful. Uh, yeah, I won't do it. They've lost 18 of 20, 18 of 20. And on a normal Monday where there's only four games, I may take the no point Taylor Hall prop at minus 118. Dude played 13 minutes in his last game and he's not scoring any points. He's got 16 points. He's got two goals on the season. He's minus two goals, 18. two goals. Corey Perry got six, two goals. <sighs> We talked about dropping him weeks ago, but you're yeah. still on the same page, right? 13 minutes, 12 minutes the other night. He's played 25 minutes in his last two games. He got one shot. Yeah, I had him on two teams, and I blasted him into the ether. And and it feels good because you look at his name and who he is and, and, and what he's done before. I mean, two seasons ago, he was a heart trophy winner. You know, like, and he's got two goals. It, I mean, it's it's insane. It's insane. There is, there's something in the water in Buffalo, and they – I mean, I don't know, man. It just, it feels like they're just never going to be able to fix it. That's what it feels like. And I feel bad for them. Buffalo Sabres are passionate hockey fans. You know, you always see uh, the, the the ratings and the numbers for any hockey game are always high in Buffalo. And that's maybe because they're sick and tired of watching their own team. They're like, well, we'll just watch any other game that's on. Yeah. I don't, what's the asking price for Taylor Hall? Like for a team? Oh, God. Not I mean, much. They've got to eat some of that salary, right? Like, I mean, people are like, oh, wouldn't he be good in Toronto? I was like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, would he be? I don't I mean, He's not a good player right now. Maybe if you put him around some talented players, potentially. I don't Maybe. know. He didn't even really play with Eichel all that much. Like, no. They were the first little bit of the season, then he was playing on the second line with Stahl. And yeah, it's a rough go. I, You know, I would, I'm looking at shot props here. I would consider maybe the under two and a half minus 112. I would do that before I would get on the over. And, you know, maybe, maybe no points minus 118. He's only playing 13, 14 minutes a game. This team's really not showing me a whole lot. Uh, we'll move on, but maybe it'll be in the player pool. I got them written down here under two and a half shots and no points for minus 118. I think we can ride Mika Zabinajad. DraftKings is showing three and a half plus 110, but uh, Bet365, Bet MGM, William Hill, all two and a half. I like that two and a half quite a bit. Matt's right. You know, since Panarin's been back in the lineup, he's been great. The Rangers are starting to, you know, click on offense just a little bit. So 
it's tough for me to put money on the Buffalo Sabres. Carolina and Columbus in here next. The Blue Jackets at home. This is a third straight meeting between these two teams. They've all finished 3-2. They were victories for Columbus in overtime and in a shootout. All of a sudden, Carolina's lost three straight hockey games. They're minus 155 on the road to turn things around. 27-3 and on the year. Five and a half is the total. So it's been under. Uh, a couple of games in a row with these teams and they've been highly entertaining games. Actually, they played earlier in the year. It was a six, five W for Carolina. And then they played the very next night. It was three, two. So three straight games have gone under the number. I like a bounce back here for the hurricanes. I think we'll get Alex and Delkovich in net. They've been going back and forth between him and Reimer. Not that I don't have any respect for Reimer. Does have a ton for this Nadelkovich kid? He's in the top five in save percentage. He's second in five on five save percentage behind Andre Vasilevsky. He's been really, really good. I'm in, interested to see what's going to happen when Peter Morazic is ready. It seems like maybe he's ready, but there hasn't been a lot of word. And I don't know what they're going to do with all these goalies. I think Nadelkovich should play, but we'll see. I'm on Carolina, man. What do you think? Yeah, Carolina for sure. Columbus is is messy. Um, the fact that Patrick Liney is not playing, like it, I mean, it is another just, guy. I'm kind of tired of John Tortorella, to be honest. You know, like I know it gives us stuff to talk about, but I'm just, I mean, uh, does he want? Does he not want to win? I, I mean, I get like, okay, Patrick Liney is not the best defensive player, but can't you put him with some guys that are responsible defensively and let him shoot? Like he's world class yeah, when it comes to shooting the puck and, and and scoring goals, and he can't do that when he's sitting on the bench and playing on the third line with nobodies. No, I can't. Frustrating. Um, it, it is frustrating. It's another guy. What do you do with him? Cam Atkinson. What do you do with these guys? They play four yeah. games this week. I don't know. I don't think you drop lining, but I'm, I have no problem with dropping Cam Atkinson in a season long league. I, I, I have him written down here too. No points. Minus 125 has been another guy that I've been, I've been trying this no point thing. Just trying to mix things up a little bit. It's, it's it's a different feeling when you're watching a game and you have money on a guy to get no point and the puck's on their stick and these games have been going to overtime and Cam Atkinson yeah. has been there touching the puck. But he's he's struggling. He's got zero points in his past three games, but he's been shooting a little bit too. So it is, again, it's it's a little scary, but I think, you know, I just have a lot of respect for Nadelkovic. I, I think I'm fine with that. Again, we'll circle back towards the end, but right now that's one that stands out, minus 125, no points in here. Oliver Bjorkstrad has been really good. He's hanging around waiver wires. He shouldn't be. Uh, I would pick him up and ride him for the next couple of weeks. Get the dual eligibility left wing, right wing. We had a first goal on the weekend with uh, Bjorkstrad. I'd get involved with him maybe, even though I'm talking about Nadalkovich. Like him and Sveshnikov are the ones that I really like for for first goals. Sveshnikov two shots, two and a half. Matt, Carolina bounce back tonight? Yeah, yeah, give me Carolina. That team is just – I've watched a lot of games in the Central this year. That team's – beyond good they're so fast yeah. they're so speedy they're so skilled and Nadelkovic honestly to me it doesn't matter who goes in but I'm a little more confident with Nadelkovic in that so yeah give me Carolina here this one's a little easier for me all right uh the Edmonton Oilers and the Montreal Canadiens minus 121 the Habs at home 15 and 16 against the spread 14 8 and 9 on the season like the fewest regulation losses in the north but this team again they finally found a way to to get an extra point in a shootout but nine overtime slash shootout losses on the year they're not even a 500 hockey team when you take those just put the the 14 wins on the season edmonton plus money here on the road they've won three straight they've won seven of nine they're 16 and 18 against the spread the total is six uh the oilers 
took care of the Habs the last time these two teams played. It was early February, a game in Montreal. It was a 3-0 victory. It was when Mike Smith just returned to the lineup, and he was real good. I kind of lean Oilers here just because of the plus money, but this may not be on my card. What do you think, Eric? Yeah, I'm going to lean Oilers. I mean, McDavid is just – I mean, just on another level right now. And Edmonton really feels like they kind of got things kind of sorted out, you know, like it's earlier on in the year, it felt a little disjointed. And if, if Connor didn't have three points, then they, they couldn't win. And it, it feels like it's leveling out a little bit. Edmonton is, is heating up. Uh, I can remember even on this show saying like, is anyone going to catch Toronto? No, you know, probably not, you know, well, and here we are. <laughs> well, yeah, Edmonton and Winnipeg are right there. Um, so it's tight. Yeah, Dave, what I've noticed with the Oilers, and maybe this has, I think it does have a lot to do with Mike Smith, but there was a point in the season where it kind of changed for them where they were focusing more on defense and trying to realize, like realizing that they can't get into these shootouts. You just can't. And I think Toronto realized that over the past, you know, year and a half as well. But they've allowed two or fewer goals in seven of their past nine games and three or fewer in like nine of 10, they just, besides the, you know, that spurt against the Leafs, but everything else, like three, two, win three, two, win seven, one, six, two, a two, one loss, a four, three loss, a seven, three, win a, a two, one win and a four, two win. They're not giving up a whole lot. And I, I don't know if they'll go back to Mike Smith. That to me, honestly, is the difference. I think he is a much better goalie than Koskinen. And they've been kind of going back and forth. Smith started on Saturday against the Jets. I'm going to put in Edmonton here. But I'll be honest with you guys. If I hear mid-afternoon that, that Koskinen is getting the call, I'll probably just stay away. There's way too many games for yep. me to to mess around, but plus one Oh five is, is pretty decent. Let's bring it best again. Just, is it a sweep here? Uh, yeah, it's a sweep here. And I'm also agreeing with the conditional sweep too. If it is Koskinen, I will jump to the Hab side. That's, oh, yeah, that's, that'll be the that's, difference that's how yeah. much of a difference maker. I think Mike Smith is, and that feels really weird coming out of my mouth, but Koskinen is not a good goaltender. Mike Smith We're is the at upside least, down here, boys. Yeah. Mike Smith is at least a little competent in net, um, but that'll be the difference maker here. Otherwise, yeah, I probably won't put it on my card. It'll make me think to take Montreal, but then I'll probably just go, I don't need this as part of my, uh, part of my core. Yeah. Um, if Toffoli plays shots for Toffoli, he didn't play with the last minute scratch, but I would play him. So there's a couple things I wanted to, as we transition to Calgary, just with the coaching t- changes with Dom Ducharme, I wanted to bring up Duran for a second, just give him a lot of love. I know I've been hard on this guy for a long time, but there's been um, a glaring difference between him and uh, Claude Julien. Just, so Claude Julien, just quickly, he in 18 games with Julien this year on the bench, Duran averaged 15 minutes per game. He only played 18 minutes once in the 18 games, and he only had one shot per game. So with Ducharme, who coached Duran with the Mooseheads, very familiar. I've just noticed he's playing the best hockey I've ever seen him play in the four or five years with the Canadians. He's averaging 18 minutes, so three more minutes per game, 2.1 shots. Doesn't seem like a lot, but one more shot per game, more power play time. He's had four pucks on net in three of his past seven games. I could just see a confidence thing with him. He's getting more ice time. He's played 18 minutes in three straight games, season high 21 minutes in his last game. You got to go back and, and look at like 60 plus games or the last time Jerem played 20 plus minutes. So just getting an opportunity and it 
it's because of the coaching change. And as we transition here to Calgary and Ottawa, another guy that I've noticed is getting more ice time is Noah fan, Noah Hannafin. Hannafin had three minutes, Eric, three minutes and 50 seconds total on the power play total in 24 games with Jeff Ward in his last four games with Daryl Sutter. He's racked up nine minutes and 29 seconds on the power play. So on the season, he's averaging 27 seconds per game on the power play, but almost 10 minutes over his last four games, blocking shots, shooting the puck, playing a ton. So just those little things. I haven't noticed a whole lot with any other players with the coaching change besides Johnny Goudreau and, and, you know, just going through something right now. But Hannafin is totally available in your league. So he can give you some shots and blocks. And I think that's a huge plus that this is a guy who's played two plus minutes in each of his last four games on the power play. The Sens are plus 139 at home, 18 and 15 against the spread. The total here is six and a half. Ottawa 10, 20 and three. Calgary minus 162, 14 and 18 against the spread. You are the Sens guy here on this show. They played them real tough, man. I know, I just joke with you, but they have. They've beaten the Leafs, they've beaten the Habs, they've beaten the Flames. Uh, These two teams played four times in a row. Uh, not too long ago, and it was a 6-1 win for Ottawa. Then it was a 6-3 win for Calgary. Then it was a 5-1 win for Ottawa, and then a 7-3 win for Calgary. And then they played uh, a couple nights after that, and it was a 4-3 shootout win for Ottawa. So Ottawa's taken three games against them this season. Do they take four? Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Come on, you know you want to do it. I do want to do it. The problem is, is with goaltending this, I know uh, Antoine Forsberg, this is like his sixth or his eighth team this season. Think about that. The season when everyone's saying, Oh, it's impossible to move players. He's on his sixth team this year. There's only been like 35 games. It's insane. Uh, so I, I don't know if I, with Ottawa, if their goalies early on in the first period, make a couple good saves, you can see the confidence change in this team. If, you know, if Matt Murray or Decord or now Forsberg is in there and they let a soft goal in, it, the team folds. And uh, Calgary is looking way better with Suter, Sutter there. Um, he's rolling all four lines. This is what he does. The Hannafin call by you is awesome. Um, and I, I mean, I also noticed this. I, I picked up Hannafin on almost all 12 of my fantasy teams because I'm a complete lunatic. Um, I love it. This, this is what happens. You mean like a, a new coach comes in. Yeah. I don't even know if he was playing and if he was playing on the power play at all, it was on the second power play. So he's barely, barely playing. Yeah. And now it's, he's power play one and he doesn't come off the ice. It is something uh, about him and, and Sutter and he likes them and he's playing them and he's, and he's playing them a lot. So that's a good grab right now. He's probably really uh, low owned because yeah. it's just starting to happen now. But for me, I, I'm not putting money on Ottawa to win. I, I like, Sutter is a coach. He's changed uh, how Calgary plays. Like some of these players, Manja, Japani look really good. Dubé has looked really good too, up until the last couple games. Um, something going on there. Suter's pushing him farther and farther down the lineup, and which is is really surprising to me. He was playing on the top line there for a couple games, and uh, it seems like he's in the doghouse now. But I like. I like the Calgary Flames. Uh, I still like the scrappy Ottawa, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm done putting money on them. you know what all of these games have been over the number except for the one was the push like I was thinking when I came in under but it's you know the the evidence it's I mean it's right there like the six one six three five one seven three other one was four three like there's been so many goals in this series 
to me, they're due for an under. You know what I mean? I mean, that's just how I look at it. Yeah. I just. I mean, Markstrom didn't play a lot of those games. It was Riddick yeah. who played the four straight games uh, in that run. I'm kind of leaning under here as a play as well. And I have been picking on Johnny Goudreau. Um, we've had some fun in, in the FTN Discord. I won't do it against the Sens, but man, he doesn't he doesn't look good, right? We're talking about Duran, who's got points in nine of fourteen, leads the Canadians in assists. Like he's got the spike. Hannafin's got the spike, six percent in Yahoo, by the way, his ownership, Hannafin. And Goudreau has kind of seemed like he's gone the other way. Like he's not even getting any shots. Uh, it's I don't know, man. He's his, his ice time is down. Like. I cut him in a fan tracks league. He's making six, six mil in a league with hits and blocks. And I, he's just, yeah. when he's not scoring, he's not, he's doing he's nothing for you. He's so useless. It's, yeah, it's really tough. Um, maybe I'll circle back in that. Let's bring in best again. Best help us out here with this game, man. I think Calgary, like, I don't want to overthink this, but I think the flames. I think it's a case of overthinking as well. I, I just want to look at this. Like EY said about the goaltending situation, lock in Calgary at minus 165 or whatever you can yeah. get it at right now and just move on with our day. Because yeah, I think out. taking these Senators here is a bit too ballsy and kind of nonsensical, but watch them just blow up in our face. Yeah. Now we'll move on. Philly and New York. Uh, best, did you... <laughs> I guess your decision after we we debated between Demko and Hart forever. Hart came in and let in like a thousand goals the other night. Uh, oh I know he's strong. Remember we were debating on that. Eric, what would you do in a redraft league next year, Hart or Demko? I, I mean, right now, uh, uh, Demko. I mean, yeah. Hart has oh jeez, it is. He looked like he was going to be the new goal. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, even start of the year, he looked great. And then just something happened. And now he, I mean, he, they can't get a save. And Elliot w- was at least stable. And now he, he can't get a save. Man, oh man, Philly is, they have been so up and down this year, which has really surprised me. Um, I really believed in them. Um, they're one of my like start of the year bets to, to play for the Stanley cup because of the odds of where they were. I just thought that they would, they would be, really good and Hart would take another step forward it feels like he's taking 10 steps backwards like it's he's in his head it's obvious uh, here we go with Philadelphia and goaltending all over again yeah they've allowed I'm just taking a look I knew it was top I probably should have had this before before I came in but goals against they've allowed the most goals in the east and they've only played 29 games everyone's played 30 except for the Bruins I guess the Devils and Sabres play 29. They've allowed 105, uh, which is crazy. They're 15, 11, and 3, which is not bad. They're only three points over the playoff spot behind the Bruins. But, yeah, Hart. Uh, so, he allowed four against the Rangers. He got the W. He allowed four when they lost 9 nothing. He came in and, and was bad. Uh, I thought he played pretty decent against the Islanders. They won that game. And then he, he went back and got the start again against the Islanders. And then he gave up six. I, I, it's definitely Demko. Like, that's not even a debate anymore. Uh, but... I think Islanders, I was looking to try to find something on Sean Couturier. He was getting reevaluated yesterday, so that doesn't seem like it's a good thing. That guy is so key to that team, what he does offensively and defensively. My bad on Shane Gossespierre. Like, this guy's just in the press box now. Like, he wasn't even part of the 9 nothing loss, and Vino's is calling him out defensively. So, got, like, to, to single him out is ludicrous. Anyways, um, I got to go with the Islanders. I'll put the Islanders. I don't even know if it's on my card, but I'm not putting my money on the Flyers right now. Minus 129 doesn't even seem that bad. 
uh, for the Islanders here. Uh, I know they're adjusting without Anders Lee, who's a big part of that team too, but there's been some kids like Kiefer Bellows is a guy we've talked about on the show. Oliver Waldstrom is a guy that we've talked about on the show who's done pretty good recently too. So I'm just lean with, with the Islanders here. Uh, we get the next game, Anaheim and Minnesota. Um, and the wild. Wow. <laughs> we were all loving them, right? But Colorado kind of put them in their place. Like, listen, guys, uh, cute and all, Kaprizov and Zuccarello and all the goaltending that you're getting, but uh, we're still uh, a team to team to beat. And I watched both games, and they just flat out dominated them in both of those games. They are minus 230 tonight. I like them to bounce back, but – Minus 230 is, uh, is not for me. 16 and 13 against the spread, 18, 10 and 1. Five and a half the total here, 9, 17 and 6, plus 195 for the Ducks. Uh, a couple things. Uh, Drys, um, Drysdale, he uh, made his NHL debut on Thursday, scored a goal, had an assist. I don't know if you saw one of your one of his shifts. It was like a two and a half minute shift in the offensive zone, and he was just all over the ice. He is just he's going to be a real good player in the league. He is a smooth skater. He's going to log a lot of ice time. He's not going to be a guy that gives you a lot of hits and blocks, but the ducks play a lot of four game weeks coming up. And you know, he's, he's got three shots in each of them. He played 18 minutes in his debut, 20 minutes in his game on Saturday. So six shots, he had 424 on the power play. So a guy to think about in daily potentially, but this is, this is not a great spot. This, I just think the wild are going to take their, they're going to take it all out on the ducks. Um, They don't give up a whole lot, even though, you know, Colorado is just, they're just a special team, I think, but I kind of lean under, but I am afraid that, you know, they, they really will just maybe win a game like five, one or something. What do you think? Yeah. I feel like we're going to find out what Minnesota is all about you know, in a game Tonight, like this. Yeah. And Anaheim is a team that they definitely should be. Um, they should be mad. You know, the uh, Colorado just literally stomped them into the earth. I wouldn't have guessed that. I, I, I mean, at the start of the year, if you would have said uh, who wins that division, I would have said Colorado. I'm still saying that. I still think Colorado is the best team uh, there, even though Vegas is, is awesome. Uh, Minnesota is a massive surprise. I love them. Um, I still don't have my Capri Sub jersey. It's on its way from wherever the $30 jerseys come from, some magical land in a faraway place. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Minnesota bounces back in a big way here. And I think they take it out in Anaheim and look at the Drysdale thing. He's going to be an unbelievable player. I think Anaheim is, is only a year or two away from being a pretty good team again. Uh, but they are not a good team right now. Um, and I think Minnesota is going to take it out on them tonight. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, Matt Zuccarello guys is one and a half again. Let's get behind that. Uh, we'll just ride it out. Don't know what that's all about, but minus um, 150. It's not bad uh, for Matt Zuccarello. Kaprizov, I would take him to bet MGM William Hill plus money, two and a half. Uh, yeah, I think, I think we'll really see something from them. If, you know, Gibson's been bad, but he's been hurt. Uh, so if it was Gibson, I would honestly think about the under because I don't think the Ducks are going to score a lot of goals here tonight. I think it's just like one or two maybe. And that's the, my one fear about um, – I, I might take them on the puck line. But it's my one fear about, you know, the under here. The Avs are heavy favorites, minus 220 in Arizona, plus 185, 14 and 17. Arizona against the spread. They're 13, 13 and 5 on the year. The total here is five and a half, 19, 8 and 2. Mention off the top of the show, just, you know, the Avs and what they've been doing. You know, again, just to recap here, just in this, you know, 
six game stretch where they they've won six games and McKinnon's been in the lineup for all six games. It started with a game against Arizona where they outshot them 46 to 14. Nate had the 10 shots on goal. Their first in shot attempts per 60 minutes at five and five, according to natural statric 69 shot attempts per 60 minutes. Their first in shots, 38 fewest allowed 21. Their third in goals, their first in scoring chances, 34 scoring chances per 60 minutes at five and five, the fewest allowed 17. So it's double crazy high danger top four and the fewest allowed high danger so I, all of these guys have been absolutely hitting their shot props and hitting it early uh, miko ran and hit his in the first two shifts the other night he's two and a half minus 182 DraftKings. it's pretty much as high as i would go minus 182 is you're laying a lot of juice there but I, i'd look around you get minus maybe 175 i you know what i think i'd go over three depending on your book too landeskog two and a half minus 125 nate i'd take at three and a half car i would take he's shooting the puck Kadri is shooting the puck i don't know man i i like the abs i think you know they're a team that i i haven't been able to get behind puck line with them but just what i've seen from them so much eric like all these shot attempts 45 to 18 40 to 20 35 22 55 19 against a strong wild team and 42 31 after the wild got embarrassed and they couldn't really bounce back and do anything about the the attack from Colorado. So I feel like it's puck line or maybe a stay away, or maybe you're feeling Arizona here. I like Arizona, but I mean, Colorado is just a wrecking machine right now. Uh, some of their secondary players, uh, you know, like Saad and uh, Valnick Kushkin, when, when um, McKinnon was out, he was playing up the lineup and was playing very, very well. He's a, a favorite of mine, as, as you can remember from uh, mm. uh, our show in, in another life. Uh, where I saw a video of him doing deadlifts in the hallway after a game. I was like, I just got to pick him up on every team now. He wants it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, for me, Colorado right now is just a wrecking machine. Uh, getting good goaltending from Grubauer, McCarr, and McKinnon back make them a team that I'm just never going to bet against. And McKinnon, McKinnon is unbelievable, and McCarr might be my favorite player to watch in the NHL. It, he does stuff that my brain can't even comprehend. Yeah, I know. He's... He's awesome. Um, if Grubauer doesn't play, maybe I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do the puck line. It is it's same sort of deal. Like the difference, like Grubauer has just been so good. Uh, he's got a, a nine two nine save percentage. He's got five shutouts. My goodness, and a one point seven four goals against average. This is the first of a back to back. So uh, I believe both these teams are playing again tomorrow. Rant has been pretty strong too in net. Uh, but all these shot props, all these shot props are definitely in play. I think you could maybe get behind, you know, uh, McKinnon or Ranton in two points or take either of those guys on on first goals or anytime goals. They just play so much as well. Like they always get 20 plus minutes. They just, the ice time is completely there and they just own the puck when they're on the ice. It's unbelievable. So I just, all of those guys are definitely in play for shot props and points, anytime goal, first time goal. Jets and Canucks, Vancouver plus 111. They are back home after a road trip. The Jets minus 129, 23 and 8 against the spread for Winnipeg, 18, 11 and 2. The total here is 6. I like the Jets. I wasn't overly impressed with Vancouver, even though they got points on the road trip and they've been playing good. It really is what we've been saying uh, for a while on this show, that it is Thatcher Demko, even though Braden Holtby played really good on Saturday against the Canadians. But I thought that they were, you know, fortunate to get points against the Sens. They beat them 3-2 in overtime, 3-2 in a shootout. Then they beat Montreal 3-2 in overtime, and they lost 5-4 in a shootout. So they do have points in five straight games and eight of their last nine. So they are playing uh, much better hockey. But, uh, you know, four-game road trip back home. Jets here. I, I, decent odds, minus 129. Just not trying to overthink this. 
think we'll get Hellebuck in net. We probably will get Thatcher Demko in net, but I just like this Jets team a, a lot better uh, than Vancouver. So that's where my money is. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I do have a, like a sneaky gut feeling on Vancouver because of how Demko's been playing. Um, they're at home, and I know that's not that big of a deal, especially in the north because there's no fans in the building. Um, but do it. Uh, Demko's. I, I'm going to put a dollar on him. I mean, just just I have this weird feeling, and Demko's been. He's been out of his mind, and I, I feel anytime a goalie uh, is playing like that and you get plus odds, I feel like it's not a bad idea. Yeah, it, you know, it's not bad. Um, I, they've they've hung around with them just looking back at some of the games. Like, they beat them 4-0, four, four Demko had the shadow, right? And then they went to Holby the, the next night, and they lost 5-2. So it really has been that simple. Yep. <laughs> is it Holby, or is it – Demko, it really has been that simple. Okay, Vegas and St. Louis, this is a good one. Um, I think maybe the Blues have have given us the Blues, as, as uh, Cam said on Friday. Vegas lost last night to L.A. They started off really slow, and then they they turned it up halfway through the game, but it wasn't enough. Uh, Peterson was really strong in net for the Kings. So Vegas back home, minus 155, 12-17 against the spread, 21-7-1. and St. Louis plus plus. 133, 8 and 23 against the spread. The total here is six. You know, I think, I still think Vegas potentially going through something. Now, Patriotti didn't play last night. Uh, you know, Theodore was, I, I know he's been on record saying he's not 100%. I know a lot of these guys are probably not 100% with the schedule and the travel and all these condensed games, but. Stevenson has been in and out of the lineup. Mark Stone last week was, you know, game time decision, but I just can't get behind this Blues squad. I just, I just can't do it, man. I, they're so inconsistent. I never know what I'm going to get from them. And Vegas has just been so dominant at home. Robin Leonard going to get the call tonight in net. He returned to the lineup on Saturday over the weekend, I think maybe Friday against the Kings. He was good. What do you think? Uh, this is, this is a weird one for me. Uh, I'm just looking at, um, where is it? Oh, I had something really cool to say and now I can't find it. I lost it. I got too many windows open boys digging deep here. Oh my God. Was it a, was it a Mike Hoffman? Where is he? It's like on the back of the. Where's Waldo, Mike Hoffman? Thing. Yeah, yeah. He's missing. Uh, where is this guy? My belief was Tarasenko was going to come back and everything was going to regulate and St. Louis was going to turn back into St. Louis, but I don't, I don't feel like that's happened. I, I still don't think they're, they're a great team. Um, do I think they could win on any night because of their personnel? Yes, but I don't believe in St. Louis. Uh, I'm staying away. Uh, I think the, the over six is, is crazy. So if I was going to do anything here, I think I'd probably go under. Yeah, I think so too. Matt, what do you, what do you make of this game? You know when you get burnt by a team and you just leave them alone for a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to leave the Golden Knights alone. I'm just going to watch this game. That's it. Pissed me <laughs> off showing up in the second half of that game against the Kings. But I did dig up some fun stats real quick that I do want to throw out there. The Kings actually, over their last 10 games, I know we're not talking about them right now, but they're sixth in the NHL in high danger chances for. Um, number two, we were talking about them earlier, is the Islanders. And surprise, surprise, for a game coming up later, number seven on this list for high danger chances for S.J. Sharkey at 122. Yeah. So, S. I mean, J. I don't want to touch this game. I'm just going to watch it and leave it alone. Yeah, 
I mean, I think that's fair. And you know, a lot of, I've looked at that too with, with San Jose and LA and this whole division, there's just been, it's been a little bit more wide open than I thought, right? You know, the ducks are giving up some, some high danger. The Kings are, are generating some, giving up some sharks, vice versa. Uh, but looking at the home record here before we move on from this Vegas, 12, two and one at home. Oof. That's pretty good. Right. Like it's been, a, it's, yeah, it's been a tough building to play. The only teams that have more home wins, Tampa 13, two and Oh, the Islanders 13, one and two. And that's it. I mean, everyone else is 12 or fewer. So if you're on the fence, that's one that maybe can get you off. If Patrick does play, I mean, I'm fine with fine with Vegas, but this might be one that I, that I stay away. So yeah, LA and, and SJ Sharkey, San Jose minus 124 home favorites the sharks does this happen yet this year i don't know 18 and 11 against the spread 11 14 and 4 the total here is 6 plus 107 so matt what are you thinking you think maybe goals in this game everything's pointing towards goals i mean i pulled those stats from natural stat trick the fact that they're both in the top 10 there for uh high danger chances for something but the fact that they're also pretty close they're both also in the top 10 for high danger chances against so these teams just like to play reckless is what the numbers are telling us here. Um, I like the over. I like the total over there. But the only thing that kind of scares me is uh, Cal Peterson looked phenomenal for the Kings against the Golden Knights, stood on his head and looked great. Do I see that happening twice in a row? Not really. That's kind of a show me that you can do it again situation. But if Johnny Quick starts, I definitely will be taking the total. And even if Peterson starts, I'll still be taking the total. Yeah, I, I I feel like they may go back to quick, um, just from you know the back to back. But what are the Sharks going to do? Like, is it going to be Jones or is it going to be Dubnik? Because Dubnik has, even though he's allowed nine goals in his last two games, yikes! I was just about to say that he's been better, and he has been better. Like he had the shutout, a thirty-four save shutout, but it came against the Ducks. Before that, he stopped twenty-four twenty-six against the Blues. He had two strong games against Vegas, even though he lost those games. I thought he looked really good. He looked kind of like the Dubnik of old. But he does enter with an 899 save percentage, and Jones has an 890 save percentage, so it's not good. I kind of lean to the over two, but I won't. I don't think I'll. I think I'll leave it off my card. It is interesting that the Sharks, the, the Kings, are plus money because they have been, as you said, Eric, pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. This is the. I think the only one I feel pretty good about, and I just went Kings to to win, put five bucks on it, and uh, if you're following. If you're following my record, whatever I say, just do the opposite. Um, but I, I think LA wins this game tonight. San Jose is a mess. I like the Dustin Brown shot prop. He returned to the lineup a couple games ago, and he's done it again. Uh, three shots, two and a half. He, I believe uh, he's done it in like 10 of 14 or something silly like that. He's on a heck of a run when it, when it comes to shots. So that's it. Uh, recap, like from a DFS standpoint, there's just so many games. Going to have an article over at ftndaily.com, breaking it all down with some values and some stacks. But, you know, looking at, you know, not breaking any news here about the Avs. Uh, I think if you're you're playing cash, you want to get these guys in. Like Landis Gaga and DraftKings is 6'9". That's just, it's silly. There's no reason for him to be 6'9". Kadri 6'5". 
And then you can get involved with maybe Nachushkin or Saad, as Eric, you know, mentioned. Donskoy is 2-9. Like, all of these guys are just shooting the puck so much. And Kale McCarr is 5-1. He's completely underpriced. Uh, LA and San Jose may be a sneaky little game. You have the hammer. It's the late-night game, 10-30 Eastern. Um, I would go to the Timo Meyer and – I think Timo Meyer and Hurdle, they've been really good. Like, Hurdle's 4-7. Hurdle, since he returned to the lineup, he's got a point in every game but one. He's been, uh, you know, 18 points in 23 games overall. There's no reason for him to be a 4-7 player. And on the L.A. side of things, you know, Kopitar, we've been talking all year about Kopitar. Kopitar leads the division in points, by the way. It's not Patriot or Stone or McKinnon or Renan. It's Kopitar. He's got 37 points in 30 games. Like, I don't get why DraftKings just – Nobody's talking him. about him, right? Like no Nobody. Nobody talks about him. He's He's awesome. <laughs> he's so good. Uh, I know he's a pass first guy and that's, that's part of it. You know, you want some shooters. At least I like to attack shooters on DraftKings, but it is what it is. He's been really good. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. I like the jets uh, Pierre, Pierre Luc Dubois four, nine and you know, Kyle Connor is six, four wheelers, five, five, Paul Stastny's four, five. I like the jets quite a bit tonight. I think that they'll bounce back and put a lot of rubber on Demko, but if you don't want to play the jets, then in net, you probably want to play Demko. He's seven six. Uh, anything from a DFS standpoint, stacks like where where would you go for your offense tonight? I also wanted to throw Minnesota. I think Minnesota, yep. like I said, I think it's all say. their anger on out on Anaheim. Kaprizov yep. six k and and Zook is six three. All affordable players. You got to watch with Minnesota. Uh, the coach there will just put the lines in a blender, and guys are moving all over the place. So you got to, for, especially for your DFS, you want guys that are playing on the same line, the line that you believe in most. So, I, you know, just before I'll go over to, to daily faceoff and take a look and see who Kaprizov is playing with and stack him with somebody, but I like him. Makar at that price, if you don't have him in your lineup tonight, then you're insane. I mean, at that price, he should be in everybody's lineup. I don't, I mean, I'd, you're ne- his price shouldn't be that low. He's, it's crazy. No, I know. It's, it's really silly. Um, okay. What do you got for us, uh, Matt? How'd Friday go? All right. I changed up the way I do this because I took some flack for it. Um, <laughs> out of five possible picks, you got three correct, making you three wins, <laughs> two losses last week. Uh, Washington money line hit. Vancouver, Montreal under hit. Toronto money line, nope. Over in San Jose, nope. Vegas money line did hit, which brings your record to 84 wins and 56 losses. Uh, over on the shot prop side of things, uh, one win, three losses. Toffoli missed. Nylander, yes. Perron, no. Matthews, no. Uh, brings your record to 17 wins and eight losses on that side. So you're above 500, well over 500 on both aspects. What do you got for me today? Okay, let's start with shot props. We'll go with uh, Zuccarello, <laughs> one and a half, of course. Uh, Dustin Brown, two and a half. Kyle Connor, two and a half. I like Miko Randon, two and a half. And Landeskog, two and a half. And this is just a lot of games, right? Um, I mean, that's probably enough. I mean, if you're parlaying, I like to just do three or two or three, but you can do four if you want to get, you know, Sveshnikov in there. I think it's important again to get the Colorado guys. So like Miko Randon, Landeskog, those are two where I would start. Um, Mika Zabinijad, Sveshnikov, Zuccarello, Connor, Dustin Brown. So 
that's pretty much it for those shot props. I, I have some fun with the no points. Kevin Hayes, no points against the Islanders. are so stingy. Minus 125. Cam Atkinson, no points. Minus 125. Ricard Raquel may be one of my favorite ones. I know he's a big shooter, but I just this wild team, I think they show up tonight. Minus 122, no points. Uh, I'll, I'll leave Hall off the card, but he's interesting. Minus 118, no points as well. For the games tonight, I like Carolina. I like uh, Winnipeg. I like the Islanders, the Oilers, and the Flames. There's five right there. I'm going to do a separate puck line and and put Mini and Colorado on there. Maybe I'll just go with those two. Get plus money if you go Minnesota and Colorado to win by two. And I may chuck the Jets on there. I really like the Jets. I don't don't think that they mess around with the Canucks tonight. Um, Thatcher Demko can only do so much, Eric. I mean, it's going to come to an end at some point, right? Like he, he has never been consistent, but man, he is, he has looked unbelievable right now. And I think I'll meet, not me, but I, I thought that there would be definitely a split there, but hopefully, hope he doesn't look like he is the guy that he used to be. Demko looks like he's really coming on. Uh, I want Vancouver to be good. Um, I'm just not sure they are, but Demko has been playing unbelievable. Ride him all you can. Four goals free on the way out. Miko Rantanen scores. Uh, Kyle Connor scores. Hurdle scores. And Sveshnikov scores. All right, from Eric Young, myself, Chris Meany, good luck tonight. Circle back here on the YouTube section. Any questions? A lot of games. Goaltending is very, very key, so circle back before a puck drop. Uh, good luck tonight, and we will talk to you on Wednesday. Cheers. <laughs>